At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Heart. This is my thoughts I on the Thursday that. night football game. Brick killed a guy. <laughs> Did you throw a trident? Things yeah, escalated really quickly. A man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. Killed a guy with a trident. That's Aaron, that's Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers right now. They are just absolutely dominating the San Francisco 49ers. And let's bring John McMullen into the conversation now, just like we do every night at 1030 for your football fix. John writes for Philly Voice, Sports Illustrated at SI.com, and you can listen to him every Saturday morning, extending the play 10 a.m. to 11. John, your thoughts on this slop fest? Uh, I got this one right. Uh, yeah, I had my little rant yesterday and, and what the NFL essentially did to the San Francisco 49ers. And, and I, I mean, I, and I kind of just had a little moment there on Twitter. I, you know, Trent, I'm thinking about it. Trent Williams is one of the best uh, left tackles in this league. Uh, isn't allowed to play tonight because he's on the reserve COVID-19 list. Now, he doesn't have coronavirus. And he wasn't in close contact, most likely with anyone who had coronavirus, uh, because uh, Kendrick Bourne had a false positive. That's the report. Um, and he can't play. And his replacement has given up three sacks and essentially responsible for two turnovers. Now, I, I don't think San Francisco is going to win this game anyway because of all their injuries. Uh, concerns, but it would have been a heck of a lot more interesting if the players that are healthy uh, were allowed to play. And I mentioned yesterday on the show these new protocols, these increased protocols, are insanity. And if if it hits you at the wrong time, like the Eagles, Marcus Epps uh, um, tested positive today. Uh, or Wednesday, actually, but um, they're on their bye week, so it's kind of lucky. Uh, we'll see if any of his close contacts have to go on as well, but it's not going to matter for them. The timing is pretty good, and he's asymptomatic, as is everybody, by the way, in the NFL. Um, but, I, I, I mean, 
this is a joke. Yeah, what what the NFL is putting out there is a product. Yeah. And they're doing it on purpose. Well. I hope people turn this off. I know Packers fans won't, but I hope other people <laughs> turn this off. They They probably won't. I mean, you know, the NFL, it's part of the problem. It's not a problem, and that's a problem, if that makes sense. You know, they can they can slip up. They can do things in the, in the wrong fashion, and it's not really going to matter. And I will say this to you, John, just because I want you to go a little bit deeper into uh, the NFL protocols and your thoughts, and I don't disagree with it, but um, the NFL can't really win, though, this season, can they? With the pandemic and COVID nineteen and no, everything, no, they can't. You're right. That's fair, and I've said that, and that's why they're doing this. They're doing this for the public relations because you have this group of people, and you see it with the election: the scream, scream, scream. I mean, the loudest, squeakiest wheel gets you know, yeah. uh, uh, gets the oil. Um, you have people who scream and are loud, and they make a big deal about this, and I'm not trying to downplay um, a pandemic, but at this stage, we're far enough into it that we understand that young, healthy people are not going to get dramatically sick from this. And if they do, they probably have an underlying condition. Uh, We know we have to protect those with uh, older people. We have to protect people with underlying conditions. We understand what this is now. And it's not affecting NFL players. And I use Marcus Epps, the Eagles fan. He's asymptomatic. He feels completely fine. Same thing happened to Lane Johnson. They go all the way back. Nate Gary, uh, the guys who tested positive on this team, they basically had a cold. And, uh, look, I, I, I mean, I can't even tell you, and I hesitate to do this because you know people are going to run with this because there are too many people that have their own agendas. There are so many athletes that have played sick. Uh, Michael Jordan's perhaps his most famous game. What's it called, Ryan? The flu game. The flu game. I'm not comparing the flu. That's what people are going to say. But the point is people have fought through sickness and forget about athletes i mean people go to work either have to live your life or not live your life and that's what i said if we want to come to this point and say you have to shut down healthy people then don't play the games yeah and i don't want that to happen but what they're doing is ridiculous but this it's is not NFL football. I agree with you, and it's not their fault, though. And, and I'm not defending the NFL, but I look at what's going on, and like you look at the NBA, and a lot of people had an opinion on the NBA. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, you know, but watching the NBA, and a lot of people didn't. You could tell, okay, they are doing a lot. With this COVID, you know, they're down in the bumble, uh, the bubble. They're they're interviewing people. They're um, like separate, far away. Like it was visibly different. The NFL, besides no fans, it's hard to tell what their protocols are. And John, just to throw a hypothetical, you know, let's say someone dies, God forbid, um, but just to be extreme, the, an equipment manager for the Eagles dies. 
and it comes back on the NFL. Like that's they're just CYAing is my point. No, I agree with you. Yeah. And and that's the bigger part. I, I've said that from the start. It's it's always been the bigger part. It's always uh gestures over everything else. And that's pretty much you can talk about our society as a whole. Somewhere along the line we took a left turn and said gestures are more important than anything else. And and I kinda think the other direction. I think uh action uh actions are are bigger than gestures. Um, I, I'll always believe that, yeah. and uh, I'm on the losing side of that argument in our current world. Um, y- you know, people die uh, of, of car accidents. They die of uh, you name it, and and they're all tragedies. Every single one of them. It'd be cancer. We've seen young players in this league. Uh, had their careers derailed uh, by insidious diseases like that. You always have tragedies in life, always. I I don't understand where this has become greater than any other tragedy. I know. In, In other words, you know, at some point, you know, people say, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. Okay, then follow the damn science. And the science says a 24-year-old athlete being affected by this disease is minuscule, beyond 99.9%, beyond that. Mm-hmm. What, what are we doing? Now, and I know the next argument, because I hear it constantly, because I get yelled at. <laughs> well, what if they're in contact with someone yep. who is, is susceptible? Yeah, I get that. I just said we have to protect our older people. We have to protect uh, the people that might be susceptible to that. And I, I don't want, you know, if somebody is 24, if Marcus Epps has a an aging grandparent, I don't want him around them. I, I think, you know, he's smart enough to understand that. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. Not you, Ryan. I'm yeah. saying the people that argue that. <laughs> I mean, adults are adults. We've been adults uh, for a long time in this world, long before we knew much about science, long before we had technology. People existed. People got through, even got through pandemics in a, in a much more horrible fashion. You either got to start life or, or, you know, what's the old saying? Get busy living, get busy dying. Ah, my favorite um, movie. Shawshank. Yep. <laughs> I just want to shake my friend's hand. Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things. Um, you know, and obviously this is, I didn't lead with this, but you did, John. You did a great job. You know, Marcus Epps for the Eagles is, um, you know, he tested positive, or we don't know if he tested positive. I don't even know, John. Marcus Epps no, is did. dealing with he something. Did. Okay, he tested positive. Um but just to go into this a little bit more, the biggest issue that I have with everything is, you know, you say, John, I know I shouldn't say this or I know I'm going to get yelled at or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's just because people now are afraid to speak up. People now are afraid to oh, yeah. go against this. You say it all the time, mob mentality. And, and it's just become... If you 
think one thing, then that means you're with those people or that guy or, the, exactly. you know, and exactly. that's the scary part now. All the time, yeah. all the time. Uh, and, you know, you do have to, and I, and I joke about it. I have uh, a platform, which I hate that word, uh, you know, but it's not huge. It's it's larger than most people's. It's a solid platform. And, and I, and it, it, it's a solid platform. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if it were larger, I'd be in more trouble, to be honest, because then people target you. Uh, and I'm, I'm in a comfortable spot where <laughs> I can speak my mind. And, and, and as long as I'm not uh, an idiot, uh, I can I can get away with it. There aren't many people I can do that in today's world and it's sad and it's weird and uh people need to get past that uh, uh and and people need to listen to to both sides uh of an argument but beyond that in in this standpoint uh, from the nfl standpoint as, as i said and remember the people that will criticize me are I- incredible hypocrites because they want the nfl to play and i'm saying if it's this bad, if it's as bad as you think it is, if it's as bad as you're telling me, then you should be next to me and saying, shut this thing down completely. Because they shouldn't be playing. No. Period. No, they shouldn't then. You know, and, and that's and, what we and, were saying. And, Go ahead. <clears throat> so it's, it's one or the other. Either it's safe enough to play or it's not safe enough to play. Because this, this piecemeal... And as I I just explained, forget about competitive balance, but, you know, again, I've said the NFL doesn't care about that this season. I've said it numerous times to people. They still get upset about it. Oh, we got screwed. Yeah, well, at times you're going to get screwed because this is a, a stupid system. And as I said, you know, the 49ers are the team that are getting it tonight. Uh, and and because of the timing, uh, but also the Packers. I mean, I, I think the Packers lost uh, three players uh, tonight. So I, I mean, um, but I don't think theirs are from false positives. And and we'll see how all this shakes out. But you know, to me, at the start of this, where the NFL was much better at the start of this uh, because they had daily testing. Why the heck do you have daily testing? And then you're going to be spooked by, again, you're spooked by society and cases growing, and you're concerned about the PR part of it, and all of a sudden you ramp up the protocols to be much more stringent. You have daily testing. That takes care of that. You test these players every single day. You don't need the more stringent protocols. But that's where we are. Oh, it's exactly like the concussions and the safety is the NFL's number one priority. Come on. It's a, it's all <laughs> PR. <laughs> it's all Everything. PR. Everything yeah. is PR. So, you know, Green Bay dominating 31 to 3. They have the ball again. Every time I look over at the game, Green Bay has the ball. Um, and we were talking before we uh, went live here in the break, and I said, you know, Aaron Rodgers is really just putting a certain finger out to the front office and everyone else because, once again, no, they didn't 
have to go make a move before the deadline, but they don't get anyone in the draft, and they that's been the M.O. They have not supported Aaron Rodgers at all. If anything, they tear it down, uh, and they didn't go get anyone at the trade deadline. And you said, man, wouldn't uh, Travis Fulgham look good? Because they had uh, they had Travis for, what, a day and a half, John? Yeah, a couple of days this summer, uh, they picked him up uh, first uh, from Detroit uh, off waivers. Took a quick look at him and cut him, uh, and the Eagles picked him up off waivers. So you, you can imagine him as a compliment to Devontae Adams, who if anybody's just uh, watching this game, you've seen Devontae dominate. But you just saw that throw from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, beautiful. I, I've said this for a long time. I, no one, when Aaron Rodgers is, is playing uh, at the top of his game, no one in the history of this game has ever played that position at a higher level. Uh, I mean, he is just uh, amazing uh, from an arm talent standpoint, from an understanding, from his ability to handle things at the line of scrimmage. Um, I was watching them last week because the game was on here uh, when they lost. And even they're trying to come back late in the game. And I, I don't know if you saw that game, Ryan, but uh, they I had didn't. no timeouts. They had less than a minute. They had to go the length of the field. They almost pulled it off. At, at some point during the drive, somebody was lined up incorrectly, and he recognized it right away, made sure he got him up on the line of scrimmage so he didn't get the runoff. I, I mean, he's just – to call him an all-time great is, is <laughs> kind of underselling it. I mean, that's how good he is. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, he should be upset. I talked about it a lot. You know, the Packers kind of did what the Eagles did, even more so, because they went and got Jordan Love in the first round. Uh, now, the difference is Aaron is 36 years old. I think he's going to be 37 uh, in December. So they need to start thinking about life after Aaron Rodgers. Uh, whereas the Eagles didn't have to start thinking about life after Carson Wentz, although maybe they do now. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it, Travis Fulgham would have been nice on this team. Uh, but that, that just tells you with the NFL, though, there's a lot of guys you can play. But if you don't have the pedigree, um, sometimes you never get the opportunity. It's as simple as that for certain guys. Absolutely. They're all anyone that gets invited to that locker room and whether they last a day or, or 10 years, they're invited for the same reason. They're, they're they're special. And sometimes it's just about getting that break. But I, I bring up Travis Fogum being on the Packers for a couple of days because, you know, I and I responded, I joked, well, what about DK Metcalf and Travis Fogum? Because the Eagles fans, I'm so sick of seeing that, John. And, and I hate the you got this guy that year when the other guy was still on the board. Like you can play that game till you're blue in the face. You can play it every year, right? Uh, every year, because it, it's very rare you're going to go through seven rounds of the draft with how, however, however many picks you have this year was ten. And you just had quite a bit, and you're going to be able to look at guys and say there was somebody behind him that's better, almost. All the time. It's rare that you're going to get the best player at the best position. And if you do, 
um, you're certainly not going to do it consistently throughout an entire draft. So I'm with you. I, I hate that game. And a guy like Metcalf, who, you know, everybody passed over Metcalf. He wasn't a first-round pick. He was a late second-round pick. Um, and he's turned out to be a, a, a really good player. Um, and, okay, uh, I mean, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to drive yourself crazy uh, if you do that. Um, you know, you might do it this year with Jefferson versus Rager. Again, uh, we'll see as that continues to shake out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I talked all the time. I mean, at least for 2020, I sure as heck would rather have uh, Jeremy Chen or J.K. Dobbins than Jalen Hurts. So, I, I mean, you can play that game up and down. There's 100 guys I'd rather have than Davion Taylor and that third-round <laughs> pick at least early on. Now they can all change the narrative. This entire city went through it with, for years with Brandon Graham, and now Brandon Graham all of a sudden has turned into an all-time franchise great. And Earl Thomas is out of Seattle, long out of Seattle. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is long out of New York. Brandon Graham's still here having his best year uh, with the Eagles, arguably. Yeah. And that's that's a perfect example. And we have about five minutes, John, a little bit less. Um, just really quick, is there any updates we need to touch on with the Philadelphia Eagles outside of the big one? No, I, I mean, now's the time where the Eagles will uh, essentially have their time off, which is mandated uh, for the weekend uh, by the CBA on the bye week. Uh, but it's not a typical bye week because they have to stay in Philadelphia. Um, they the Philadelphia area, obviously. They have to get tested every day. They still got to go come to the Novacare complex, complex, take their drive-through test, and then go do what they want to do. Uh, but that's the difference of this year. So everybody's got to stick around. They can't scatter and, and go home. Uh, and, and now we're going to have to see, look, the Eagles were practicing on, on Wednesday. Um, and Doug Peterson wanted to use that extra day because, let's be honest, they didn't have a good first half of the season. And all of a sudden, uh, Marcus Epps tests positive. So now you have to look at the stringent contract contact tracing. Um, and, and obviously, first and foremost, we'll have to see if the safeties, um, because they're in the, the meetings, uh, obviously, with Tim Houck, uh, the safeties coach, Marquan Manuel, the, the secondary coach. Uh, so you have to be concerned about everybody, Rodney McLeod, um, Jalen Mills, Will Parks, uh, Kayvon Wallace, uh, Rudy Ford. Uh, those are the other safeties on this team. And if things have been going like they've been going in Green Bay and San Francisco, if you're around, Marcus, probably got to go on the list. We have some point. Yeah. No, we have about two minutes, and I wanted to tease this because maybe tomorrow, you know, John, we'll, we'll get into you and I, since there's no Eagles, we can kind of whip around uh, NFL Week 9 and give our thoughts on, on each game. Uh, but I want to try and get into some NFL futures as well, and that's just, you know, MVP, Rookie of the Year. I want to ask you about Offensive Rookie of the Year. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, what do you think – about these two guys, and if you have to give 
one of them the award right now, who is it? I give it to Jefferson. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a quarterback. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you hit the two that it's likely going to be one, too. I think a lot will depend on, on how the season ends for both. Obviously, neither is on great teams, so it will come down to, to numbers most likely. Uh, these things tend to be, I just talked about pedigree. Joe has an advantage for being the number one overall pick. He's living up to that billing. Uh, I think if he continues to play uh, the way he has played to this point, I think he'll win it. Uh, but you, you can make arguments uh, for other players as well. And I said, to me, the best rookie in the NFL is Justin Jefferson. Um, and we'll see if he can finish. I mean, that's part of it as well because he's on a, a bad team. Um, but as far as just uh, the way he has played, how impactful – but we all know quarterbacks are going to win the award. Yeah. So maybe Jalen Hurts can win it. Oh, no, probably not. Tough <laughs> <laughs> um, to get started at this point. Yeah, yeah. That would be a um, a huge help in that process. <laughs> Follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen for all of these hot takes you're going to get from Johnny Mac, uh, si.com, phillyvoice.com, and of course, extending the play. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. with our guy Rich Q involved as well. Saturday mornings, be sure to check John out right here on AM 1490. All right, John, thanks, man. Um, Go watch the rest of this slop fest, and we'll do it one more time tomorrow. All right, thanks, buddy. Yep, there he is, Johnny Mac. This game is ugly. And Burrow and Herbert, by the way, to win Rookie of the Year, they're both even money there, plus 100. Burrow just looks like a 10-year vet right now, how he commands the offense. But Herbert obviously has kind of come out of nowhere as far as the level that he's playing at. So, All right, one hour down. When we come back, I'm excited for this one. Kelly Bidlin from the VEASAN Network. You're hearing AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.